0: You are here with your boy Wise Decision on the Music History Podcast. Yo, yo, what's going on, man? It's your boy Wise Decision here with another episode of Music History, man. And let me tell y'all something, man. I mean, this episode right here is, I mean, I was blown away with just being in the process of even learning some of this shit. I'm watching this shit and I'm like, yo, I can't, this shit can't be real, bro. And you know when you can't believe something You can do some deeper researches and shit And I happen to come by Too much information That verified today's episode bro And, and it kind of like threw me off You know like This music industry is Not what a lot of y'all think it is man I mean I know we all know that but I'm not sure If everybody know the detailing. Towards what we're talking about Like You hear a lot of these words today And you just don't even know What's going on around you With like Using that word And I understand like Everything is a metaphor Here and there But Some things You don't even know What you're doing bro Like for real And, and I happen to find that out The hard way You feel me Because I've done some of these things. But though I got my mind right. And I'm back in control of myself. It's kind of tough though. For a lot of these people who still. I would say. In the dream of life. I would say. Because it's not reality. So I would say you guys are basically in the dream. Like you're still asleep while awake. You sleepwalking. It's weird. Can't even explain it. So. Let's get to it. So crazy Bone. I was watching a podcast with Crazy Bone, right? And he read out he read out this letter about the secret meeting that changed hip-hop. Now when I say let me get back to the mic, hold on. Now when I say, you know, it's a secret meeting, I mean legit the secret meeting. Like this is what people was always talking about and never knew the detail breakdown, the inside school. I mean, most of the stories you heard, you could tell it's all, it's all, it's it's BS. It's BS, y'all. It is. And I know a lot of y'all people that's sitting in the industry right now, it's afraid to break that contract because to be within this meeting, you must be under a contract before the meeting even starts. You must sign before the meeting even start, bruh. So artists get invited to the secret meeting. You got people that, uh, sign this contract, right? Thinking everything's cool, good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We top notch now. Yeah, we got the riches around us. Like, okay. You start feeling like life changing. But in your eyes, it's changing for the good. But it ain't nothing good about this. Right so let me tell you Like so Here we go In this meeting You sign away And then they start the meeting The next person comes in I guess they said it was like The owner of this 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 humongous mansion Or whatever that they was meeting in They wasn't sure But they just know Like you know It's hard to explain But anyways Right so dude says there's a, there's a a prison there's a private there's a private business that they started up with prisons where they're now basically tied up with hip hop basically industry rap they formed a business to make these rappers sign their life away To basically Persuade all the people who's listening To do everything they're saying Even if they're not about that life Right And then When everyone starts going to jail Per person Is money for the government to pay these prisons And also The music industry What do you guys think all of that money is coming from majority of that money besides your sales. Where do you think they even get the money to just give you money just to go put your talent out? Yeah, take this much money up front. Even though I'm not 100% positive how you're going to be in the future. Take all this money now. That never ring the bell in your head? That shit coming from the prisons, bro. Per person that's locked up becomes money. That money goes to the government. Government is tying the music industry with hip hop literally. So the more fucking rappers that come out making these dumb shit instead of fight the power and fuck the system, all these type of fucking like, you know, positive musics Like, you know, even though it could say fuck this and, you know, the the profanity, it's still, you know, cause that's lingo. That's just lingo. But it's leading people to A powerful movement And they don't want that So they will keep people like As KRS-One said And he named in his interview Like KRS-One Queen Latifah Even as female Yo, you Name a female artist right now That sound like Queen Latifah Name an artist right now That's a female That was talking the type of positivity and 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 the movement type of 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 uh style that she had you know this this black powerful you know independent woman style you know standing up anybody who stand who who stand up with a movement is automatically considered on the list of powerful cuz they standing for something they mean something they willing to die for that shit they can die for free so they rather just die for that and that's going to make it a challenge for these motherfuckers So they'd rather keep people like that out the industry and bring in garbage motherfuckers like Lil Pump or, you know, all this weird shit. All this weird shit. You know, I got to be careful what I say, too, because at the end of the day, my channel is not fully up. And, you know, I don't got thousands of followers and shit like that yet. So I'm taking my time. You know what I'm saying? So. But back to it. Yeah, that's where all that weird shit come from. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they do that. It's all a fucking deal. It's a gig. Prison, listening to music is a gig. When motherfuckers be like, oh, I heard your music. It didn't move me. Do y'all understand what it means when they say it didn't move me? Like, it didn't make me want to get up and do or be the person that you are persuading and the image you're creating in my head. ...from your track, from your song. Like, some music will make people get up and go do that shit. Look at all these rappers that lean. Everybody got a cup cup full of lean now. Everybody walking around with a fucking baby bottle now... ...but they won't take care of their kids, though. But you got a baby bottle, though, for lean. You see how that works? You see how your mind is backwards like that? You walk around with a bottle... ...you won't take care of your child... But you'll sign up to walk around with a bottle to become that father that would be a drug addict or incarcerated in the system. And then your child lost. And now he's going to follow the footsteps because no one is there to guide. Not music wise, because you see where it's going. Y'all feel that? No one's there to guide you. So the ones that's guiding you is the ones that you listen to today. What are they doing with themselves? How many of them said, I got this much property? How many of them said, I put this much black people into business over here in this community? I bought this whole community out and moved this many black people over here. You heard none of them say that shit. But they will tell you how much drugs they took today. They'll tell you how much how much guns they shot, how many people they killed. We're going to get into that soon, too. Let's get to the next subject with it, though. Right? I mean, not the next subject. Let's get back to the letter. So, the person that sat back, right, the person that that also sent this letter, right, because they don't want to say their names and shit like that. So, the person who sent this letter did not want their name to be said, they were scared or whatever, but they also said they sat back for two decades, which means 20 years. So, which means this contract has appeared 20 fucking years ago. That's two decades. And he sat back and couldn't do anything about it because of the simple fact, one, he possibly didn't believe it would happen. Like, he was like, come on, you know how much work that would be? Like, I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? Two, because it did happen. Though it took 20 years, it don't matter. It's like they, they predicted it or manifested this shit. You know, they said it, 20 years ago And it's happening Or three Because he was in fear That contract Is something real yo, the, the, the dude said When they was leaving the house He asked the guy That was walking him out Which is the same dude Who brought him there Which is like a setup For failure So he mad as hell Like yo Why the fuck You even involved In something so evil Like this Dude like it's out of my hands And out of my control Remember, you signed the contract so nobody would know about this shit. Like, you get what I'm saying? And dude literally sat in the front property and waited for every single last artist to pull off the property. So, picture what just happened and that sitting in your rear view as you pulling away, and knowing what you just drove away from, that feeling was not good at all, bro. That was a fucked up feeling and you didn't even know what you signed up for, like, this is why it's important to know what you're doing, bro. Stay in the fucking pendant. Stop being so fast, choosing that quick life, bro, because sometimes you're going to crash out, bro. You is. You're going to wreck yourself, bro. That shit be real. You know? And this nigga said he felt horrible because realizing it happened today, he's like, yo. And he didn't want to put his name out because he's like, if they predicted something and it happened from two decades ago, imagine what they'll do to me. By the night, they know everything about me. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, look, back in 1970, there was only like 500 prisons in the, in in, the, in America. The whole America, there was only 500 prisons. Now, there's over 1,700 prisons, bro. Why? There's no sign that you're trying to show people to do good if you brought more prisons out. What is being put into our heads that's causing us? This shit is like we're all lab rats or something. You know what I'm saying? And then in 1988, you got Tom Beasley, who's a co founder to the CCA. You know what I'm saying? And he, he, he co founded, he, like, he's a co founder to all this shit, bro. Like, he basically helped manifest this shit. Like, evil is everywhere with this music industry, so y'all need to know what it is y'all doing, bro. Don't be sitting on the devil's doormat and getting mad when you were invited in and you can't go nowhere now. What the fuck you doing on his property? Know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what the fuck y'all be signing up for, bro, but y'all, I can't blame y'all because you're so brainwashed. Now like, you was mentally sleeping for real. Like, Crunchy Black said it himself, bro. He said it himself, he met the devil. He said he ain't going to speak for nobody else because this one he was with uh, 3-6 Mafia. And he said himself like, yo, I'm not speaking for no one but myself when I say this shit. I ain't speaking for Juice and, and DJ 7. I mean, what the fuck's the nigga name is this, man? The third member, man. I forget this nigga name, but you know what I'm talking about. He said he can't speak for them, but he spoke for himself. The dude said he met the devil himself. And here's where it goes crazy, right? This explains a lot with these rappers that goes to jail and come right back home. Like, y'all niggas can shoot niggas on cameras and come back home, bro, because you contracted. Your deal is to do that. Crunchy, sp- yo, Crunchy said it himself. He was like, yo. And my contract, my contract was to make people believe everything that I was saying. To make people believe more and do more of devil like shit. You know what I'm saying? When he was with 36 Mafia, he said himself like yo, I did it. I did that shit. Like that demand like I did it. I met him, all that shit. He said that shit. So he like. You know, this is this is explaining a lot of these niggas that's acting powerful and don't care. Though you still got that devil leading you, you still pussy, and that's why he's leading you, cause you can't lead yourself. The shit you rap about, even though you ain't about that shit, one day you will do it, is because you can. You're contracted to do it. So what these people, when you hear these people talking the way they talking and they rap, that's what they're contracted to do. Your contract is to be the weirdest as you can be. To be the most garbage artist you can be. To, like, you know, there's a lot of secret fucking contracts niggas don't know about. So y'all can't be acting like y'all the best rapper, a lot of style in the third because that's not in your contract. Like, Lil Wayne probably had something in that contract to say. Do what you can to make people believe you are the best rapper alive. And all your, I'm the best rapper alive. Best rapper alive. Who am I? All songs, ad-libs, everything with Lil Wayne was best rapper alive for a while. What was people saying after a while? Wayne is the best rapper alive. You start seeing shirts with his face on it. Matter of fact, it was a documentary. I watched the documentary, and I know I'm off subject. I'm gonna just spit this out real quick. And it was a... I forgot which one was it It was a little one I think it was a Carter documentary One of them And he was shocked Cause he was in London And he was watching TV In his hotel And he saw someone outside That said Best rapper alive And it was a picture Of his face on the shirt And he was even shocked Like yo You saw that It was a picture of me On the shirt That said best rapper alive Why did he still seem sh- He didn't believe in himself Why Manifestation Bro they make you They make you Cause people to create things that they want to exist on this earth. They say, Wayne, I want you to be the best rapper. Now people saying you're the best rapper. It's that simple. It's in your contract. What you're contracted to do, that's what you will be, yo. Learn something, y'all. I'm telling y'all some shit for real, bro. I'm telling y'all something. I've been places. I did this music shit for real, bro. I wrote for other people. I really did this shit for real, my nigga. You heard? I know the difference, bro, because... Bro, even my own family member My own family member had a label And he fucked me over on it I would never sign another contract, bro Never I would never sign another contract for music Never, bro Straight up Straight up Because that shit is crazy And, you know, behind this shit It could put you in places that Nobody would ever experience Like, think they would be at That's how you know this shit's real Crunchy Black got shot in Vegas Right, he survived that shit, but he also survived in the same hospital room that Tupac died in. Pac died in the same room, bro. That fucking crunchy black was in, and he survived, and he said if I if I think if I never believed in God, the devil would have took me with him at that time. Like up oh, your time they got your ass. You know what I'm saying? But because he was so strong of believing in God, you know. He probably had a chance to sit here and reverse everybody's thoughts on shit, you know, spread that message because God need his messages. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, damn, that hit me spiritually and mentally like God. Yo, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, man. So don't be don't be an industry tool. Don't keep thinking it's cool to go to jail because listen, go to jail. Going to jail is stupid, my nigga, to be real with y'all. You're, bro, streets, gang members, I don't give a fuck what you live and do. You cannot be the one that's in jail because who you protecting? It's, 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 it makes no sense to protect, it makes no sense to protect another inmate. It makes no sense to protect a gang, a whole gang that's locked up. Y'all supposed to be against the oppressors We gotta stand up and be home And protect our community, our family, our kids And that's what I'm talking about Why I know I know I don't have to show it and be in the industry To be a fucking great rapper my nigga Cause I hear what y'all talking about I'd rather just do this shit (laughs) You know I'm in control, I'm the boss I go to work when I feel like it (laughs) This my shit my name on the shit, my stamp, this me. You feel what I'm saying? You gotta stay in control, my nigga. This is how that shit go, man. You know what I'm saying? But before we close up this episode, man, I just wanna be able to uh let y'all know something too. Oh, before I even let y'all know the uh music history fact for today, before we end up the epi- before we end the episode, I want y'all to look at that. That, uh, I want y'all to go look at That um, That interview That uh, podcast with Bone Thugs and them And hear what he was talking about right And then I want you to watch um, That Crunchy Black interview For those who didn't see it That Crunchy Black that's a Vlad interview So you should find that shit top of the chart no problem That shows like at least a year ago So you should see that shit no problem And watch his reaction Bro, the devil was there as he was talking Bro, there was a fucking demon In his fucking interview, bro Look at his reaction Look at who he was looking at when he was talking Look at what while he was talking It sounded like it went from statement to question At the same time I don't know if I could talk about my contract That might not be safe, but And he looked in the corner of his eyes, and then he started explaining the contract. What caused the pause? What was over there you looked at? What gave you the lookout? And then on top of that, he said, while he was talking, like, yeah, I get you, I get you. Because maybe he was talking too much. So he was trying to tell him, yo, cut that shit. Know what I'm saying? Watch, yo, just watch, bro. If your eyes are not blind, they can't lie to you. What you see is what you see. Sometimes people want you to think shit is an illusion. If you know you're awake and you see something, your ass see it. All right? Get to that shit, man. Watch that shit. That shit is (laughs) some spooky shit, man. This shit is spooky. But before we end the episode, man, we're going to get into a music history fact, man, for those who didn't know. Snoop Dogg. Mr. Snoop Lion Snoop Dogg has received his first blunt that was passed for him. The first blunt ever, first blunt that he has ever taken, Was passed by, speaking of the devil from today's episode. It was passed on by Mr. Tupac Shakur, bro. Tupac passed Snoop his first blunt. The reason Snoop smoked the way he smoked today, as much he smoked today, was because of my man Pac. <laughs> rest in peace my nigga Pac for real man that's a cool fact man for real that's a pretty cool fact man I mean why not you around Pac and you signed a Dre on, You like you got a lot of shit going on hell yeah I'm gonna smoke with this squad you know tell her when I'm gonna be I mean shit hell yeah but man hey man it's been fun chatting with y'all today man it's good to let y'all know that information man um also, 100 freaking percent, 100 damn percent, finally, I'm excited. We got y'all boy, Derek Matthews, coming in on Wednesday. So, we're going to definitely lock that in. We're going to have the episode drop Wednesday night, as a matter of fact. So, make sure y'all keep an eye out, tune in to that shit, man. For those who didn't get a chance to check in, follow Derek Matthews on Spotify. You can also look him up on YouTube, man. Kid is dope, man, for real. Kid is dope. Very dope, man. Very different. He has an artist mind, so... I'm for those who ain't get to tune in with them, go ahead and hit them up, see y'all do some features, lock in some work, man. It's always good to network, man, and do y'all thing. For those who want to be able to get up here on next episode, like I said, I click on the message link down low and we'll get back to you. It's your boy Wise Decision, and we are officially out of here, y'all. Peace. What's going on, my friendly people? It's your boy, Wise Assistant here with the Music History Podcast. Just drop a by to let y'all know. Don't forget to tune in on Wednesday. Have your boy, Derek Matthews, in the building. Get to learn a little bit about his music history as well. Also, make sure you also tune in and clicking on the link and get back to me on your answer or whatever statement you have because I'm going to leave y'all with a quick question to make this episode a little more interesting. So knowing what you've learned from this episode, what you still A, sign your soul away for your risk and make sure that your family's good forever? Or B, would you rather take as long as you can without knowing when you'll be successful? And your family will have to struggle in the process of that as well. But you will be successful. Just don't know when. Depending on your answer, we'll know which one's more worth it. So y'all make sure y'all click on that link in the description and get back to me, y'all. Again, it's your boy Wise Decision here on the Music History Podcast. Tuned in on Anchor. One.